0: And when I know the flavor is that, I support my own personality by saying, Deb, you know enough about the weather. If it's snowing out, you're not going to walk out with your t-shirt.
1: Welcome to The Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today's episode is on astrology and psychology how the planets map out your personality and how you can use that info to fulfill your purpose in this lifetime. I'm super excited about this one. So, with us today is Deborah Silverman. Deborah is part astrologer, part psychologist, part comedian, and all real. Over the past 40 years of private practice, Deborah has helped thousands of individuals achieve emotional health and wisdom based on their unique personality and the four elements water, air, earth, and fire. Debra's mothering approach to understanding people has earned her international fame and admiration. By the way, I shared my birth chart with Debra before this interview, so she'll be addressing it throughout the interview, and you'll get to know a little bit more about my personality and what my astrology says. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to The lavender Lifestyle. I'm so excited to have you on.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Yeah. So I love your Instagram videos. I watch your daily horoscopes and I think they're really amazing. And just so you know, I do have like a little background on astrology because I've read a book, The Inner Sky. So I, I know the basics of understanding charts, but It's just so fascinating to me and I'm no expert. So you're my first astrology guest, by the way. So I want to have you on to explain astrology, how it works, how and why it can be so insightful to people.
0: Well, first of all, I'm not just an astrologer. I also have a master's in clinical psychology. So I've combined Mm -hmm. the therapeutic angle with the astrological, answering the question, why am I the way I am? And who am I? And when is the time for me to get married or pregnant or move? And answering those really profound questions. So astrology is both a psychological doorway that lets people have compassion, like they understand their quirky personalities, and it's also a timekeeper. It has the gift, that's what stars were always used for in ancient times was it was the marker in the sky to let us know feast or famine or when the time was to plant something or when the time was to let their plants or let life change. There's a change factor that comes with different planets. So it's a seasonal astrological um time clock that is used for big picture and then there's a psychological archetype doorway that is used to understand who you are and how to fall in love with you because you can't get rid of you have you noticed Mm -hmm. everywhere you go there you are so my job is to help you fall in love with you and astrology is a very uh, one hand a very technical system and it requires memorization you have to know the 12 signs you have to know the 10 planets to learn the 12 houses, but it's really only three ingredients it's a planet, it's a sign, it's a house, and then you begin to really do the, the dance of the artist, which is what you are, Miss Libra, mm-hmm. the, the person that puts things together and weaves. And then astrology becomes this wonderful expression of divine organization that. Sometimes we neglect to understand because we don't have a language for it. So my specialty is putting words. Yours is too. We are similar. You and I are charts. Yeah. You're double heirs. So you love words. You're Libra, Gemini rising. Yes. Gemini, Libra rising. Oh, you are. Awesome. We have the gift of words as a way to facilitate people to understand themselves. We came in with a promise that we would talk, which I bet Mm -hmm. you're
1: Yeah, I try to.
0: (laughs) It's a natural impulse for you because you've got Mars and Gemini and Gemini rising. So, very natural for you to put words to things. And then you have this practical side that wants to bring it all back down to planet earth.
1: Yes, I do. And I, I love that you're weaving in my chart already. And for the listeners out there who have no idea what we're talking about, can you explain what is a birth chart and what are, I guess, the main things that we should look at?
0: So it's based on your birth date, time and place. And it's like a two hour window to be accurate. It describes astronomical blueprint like a literal photograph of what was the heavens doing at the moment of your birth and then the crazy part that's just pure science where were the planets it's an, a scientific astronomy version of simple hard science where were the planets at the moment your birth then the astrologers the artists, and they begin to interpret what all those different flavors mean and that's really where the art becomes a practice that takes time mm-hmm. and there's a study and then suddenly you're like oh i can look at your chart quickly and say i can tell you immediately that you love to communicate. Like yeah. it's so obvious because you're double error. So the answer to your question is, the chart is determined by the date, time and place. It's physical, scientific, hard facts. Mm-hmm. So interpretation is the well-versed astrologer who studied and it's mystical and it's ancient. It's the oldest science on earth. I've been here for yeah. five years and people don't realize it. it's the oldest science that was brought to earth as human beings.
1: And I'm not sure if you can answer this question, but if I ask you, how did people get to these interpretations? Why is Venus the planet of love or why is Saturn about structure? Like, why? How did we get to those meanings?
0: So this is a very hard question to answer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure.
0: And I, I was just in the Egyptian Museum at the National Geographic last week at the in Washington, D.C., and I was like, why in this Egyptian exhibit is there no mention of astrology? astrology just like the pyramids they don't know how the pyramids actually were built Mm -hmm. like they can't describe physically to this day there's no modern technology that could build those pyramids with the perfect mathematical science and they can't explain it to this moment the same is true with astrology they don't know where the archetypes originally came from but i have some suspicions
1: and what are your suspicions
0: i knew you were going to ask that I want to say that there was a higher intelligence that downloaded and sent to us the pyramids as a function, that actual structure on this earth plays a major role, which we can't understand. And similarly, the planets have gotten a electromagnetic force field. I'm so practical, but I have to say this. There is an effect by the moon's description of the water and the tides and the farmer's almanac uses the moon. To tell you mm-hmm. when to plant and not plant and when the tides will welcome down. Well, clearly the moon affects us. We are primarily water. The planet's primarily water. And then the other planets have a magnetic force field and how they got their flavors and why Saturn will structure is a very ancient mystery that mm-hmm. bugs me because I want to answer <laughs> the question and I can't.
1: But it's fascinating that it does work, right? You Absolutely. can learn so much from just seeing that.
0: Over 40 years and I can look at your chart and say you are a communicator and you love structure. Like, how would I know that without having ever met you? So, yes, it works mm-hmm. beyond question and it bugs me. <laughs> I can't explain it. And I'm a practical person. So I'm like, why can't I ever get the answer or the origin? Mm-hmm. Of you know, but it works.
1: Yeah. So I guess for our listeners out there, let's share like the three main things they can look at, like the sun, the moon, the rising. What do those mean? Because everyone knows their sun sign, I'm sure. But they a, don't know the other ones.
0: That's right. But why does everyone know their sun sign? Because astrology has been carried on through 5,000 years. It's so, so profound. Similar to why Christ and Buddha, even though they've been dead for thousands of years, we still talk about them with knowledge. But because it was so true what they brought us, that's true of astrology. So everyone knows their sun sign. Where the moon was is determined, of course, by the day you were born. The sun moves one degree a day around the sky so every september 1st we know the sun's in virgo and every june 1st we know the sun's in we know exactly what degree it's so consistent and such clockwork the moon however is the fastest moving planet so we have to know what day you were born and what time you were born to know where the moon was and that describes your emotional nature and in astrology it's very vital as a human we are essentially emotional creatures even though we try to pretend we're not Mm -hmm. and the moon is very influential i can look at your moon and say like yours is in Sag, like you love humor, when everything gets thrown into the wall and everything's going wrong, your emotional body thinks it's funny, which is inappropriate. Yeah. You can't help it. You just start laughing. They're like, that's not funny. And you're like, my emotional body react to that. So <laughs> it's just how it goes. That's the moon describes your emotions, the rising sign, which is determined by the moment of your birth. And that's the trickiest one to find. Cause sometimes parents don't remember, or it wasn't written on your birth certificate, but The rising sign is what we call, why it's called the rising sign or the ascendant is it's what you're lifting into. It's your higher self, it's your soul. So you want to aim at your rising sign. That's the esoteric, what I teach. Mm. It's most important, even more important than your sun. Your sun is your ego. It's the life force. It's the part that keeps this planet alive, the, the sun. The moon is your internal world. It's at night. So it describes the inner secret world of your emotions. And the rising sign is determined by the moment of your birth, What were you rising into? What's your ascendant? And that describes your higher self. So you combine your ego with your emotions and your higher self, and you've got a full package according to astrology.
1: And does that mean we're meant to grow more into the rising sign
0: in our lives? Uh So you want to stay away from your Gemini, your Libra is all about partnership and Mm -hmm. people wanting to like you and don't you look pretty and who wants to be my friend? But your Gemini is like, why do we care so much? We just want to say the weird things and tickle people and stop being so dependent. So you want to focus more on independence Ah. as a Gemini rising, who really is a social scientist. Your your soul's function, it's like, is to ask a million questions. So what's your next question?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a big question for you because when people talk about astrology, it's as if your whole fate is kind of mapped out in the stars. What are your thoughts on fate and destiny how much is in the stars and how much is created by ourselves and our free will That's a
0: good question? Let's just get right to it. no one yeah. <laughs> So you couldn't you think I hate this when they say in spirituality you chose your parents You, hmm. chose your, you don't I, really I sat there. I had this crazy family. I'll take her and him I don't think so, but there's assignments that are given to you that are based on your soul's evolution so without a question there are faded Fats. Those parents you got, that brother you got, that body type, that illness you got, the dog you got, and the first boyfriend, those were faded. Now, mm. will you stay close to them? Will you heal with them? Will you walk away? That's where the free will button comes in. You get to choose the nature of your reality, but the hard major people in your life are going to show up and they have destined lines that you cannot, I always say Cupid has bad eyesight, you <laughs> You fall in love with the weirdest person. They don't look at your chart. And Mm then determine, is this relationship healthy? Clearly, it came into my life. And I honor life for putting this in my wake. But will I choose it? Will this be a healthy dynamic? Will I actually grow in this relationship? Or am I just going for comfort, convenience? Or I really don't really care, but I pretend. There's a lot of conversations that are the free will zone. But not the person coming in. Those are faded. I see. So you're saying
1: things are kind of predetermined where like they'll throw experiences or people into your life but you have the choice in how you respond
0: 100%
1: very very interesting what will you do for your dreams in 2019? Introducing the Artist of Life Workbook and Daily Planner by Lavendaire tools to help you create your best year in 2019 if you love journaling, self-discovery creativity and productivity these are perfect for you filled with 125 pages of questions and exercises, the 2019 Artist of Life Workbook walks you through reflecting on your past year, setting goals and intentions for the new year, discovering yourself, staying committed to your goals, and tracking your progress monthly. The Daily Planner by Lavendaire is a tool to help you design a productive, effective, and meaningful day. The Artist of Life Workbook helps you plan a macro view of your life while the Daily Planner helps you plan the micro. Together, these tools will help you build your dream life one page at a time. They're seriously life-changing and they make great gifts too. Go to shop.lavendaire.com to check them out. Sending you so much light. I mean, I'm curious in your life, have, how have you seen that played out? Because you're
0: so in tune with your astrology,
1: do you notice these things?
0: I am an unusual person because at the age of 19, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. Most people on this planet don't have a clear definition of themselves, especially if you're a Libra. It's yeah. Like, what should I do when I grow up and where should I live and who should I be? So I never can use myself as an example because I came in very young with a very strong, I knew I was in love with psychology and I knew I was in love with astrology. Mm. And while I did go to graduate school and went down the straight and narrow for about 10 minutes and did fulfill it, I knew I couldn't follow and that I was this rap radical maverick. And so my example is not a good one. I would say that most people learn by mistakes and the way that their destiny shows up is by figuring out what you don't like.
1: Yes. Everything I mean, that's how it was for me. I, I had a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do. It was so trial and error.
0: You're a Libra, so you have to get everything wrong to get it right. And yeah. that's, that's what I call the cat in the hat. The cat in the hat always knew where to find something by where it wasn't. Like mm-hmm. The things the cat and the hat would run around, and, it's not there, it's not there, it's not there. Oh, right. So that's the theory of Libras, particularly. They learn by mistakes. Many signs do. There are others that come in, they go, I'm going to be a doctor. This is one of my children. I'm going to be a doctor, knew it at a young age, straight through, fought and really did the majors. focus. And those are people that have a different destiny line. It's not yeah. good. Or so please don't think if you're confused, lots of people suffer from this that are millennials. I don't know what to be when I grow up. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want to grow up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that can be a dilemma. That is part of the healing process of awakening. And each one of you are here to wake up to your chart. And that's why it's so important to get your chart done as a young person, because we have a lot of certified astrologers on my site that I've trained to tell you, this is what your chart says. Like, -hmm. for example, your chart says you must communicate. You have to write. You have to keep your words. It's just what you promised to do. Now, if you decided to go be a, a hair cutter, I'd be like, okay, but you better keep talking. Yeah. Or if you do have an artist, your whole chart's about art. You know, your aesthetic is the middle. Oh, yeah. Like the way I have a lot in Libra, right? <laughs> exactly right. So the way things look are so important to you, but not at the mm-hmm. expense of you having a learning. You're always wanting to learn. You're an insatiable student. Okay. Yes, very
1: true. All of the birth chart stuff is super fascinating. And I recommend everyone out there to check out your birth chart. And if you can talk to an astrologist, but what about the daily changes of the moon and the planets? You do daily horoscopes on your Instagram, but I know daily horoscopes have a bad rap because most of them are written without, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yahoo horoscopes, but how much of it is actually real and how can we use that information to live our lives in the daily
0: so you're absolutely right. Those, those daily horoscopes are silly and they're generalizations. And I, I've been offered or asked many, many times to write them, and I never will. Mm-hmm. But the videos that I do each day, which are on Instagram and on Facebook and on a site called Astrology Answers, these are videos that do describe the flavor. Like today, for example, is a very, very grounded day. Very solid. There's a lot of earth. Well, I got so much done today, I can't even believe it. I pay attention to the influence of the moon, particularly because it is emotional and we mm-hmm. are all emotional. And then when the cycles shift and change, I'm like, got it. So you can learn the simplest version. I have a platform and you may have seen called the star I don't know if you know about that. And every month, you learn the whole sign of that month deeply. Like there's inner uh. deep dive. You get to know all 12 flavors. That's the art of astrology. Do I know what Taurus means? We're in Taurus. Do I know what Gemini means? Because once you know the twelve signs, now you can start playing. So the starcommunity.com is a platform very cheap. It's like $22 a month, and you can deeply dive into the moon cycles every yeah. day. Where are they? When's Mercury going retrograde? What mm-hmm. does it mean to have Saturn in Aries or you know, whatever? It is?
1: So does that mean whenever we enter a new sign, our lives are dictated? By the sign that we're in? Because I guess I never thought of that. You know, I always thought, okay, I'm a Libra. My life is this way. But I never thought, okay, what does it mean that we are in Taurus right now? Good
0: question. So you stay the same. Your chart mm-hmm. never changes. The sky is moving and the mood of the day changes. But you, first of all, have to go learn your own chart and get to know what's not moving. Because that picture of that moment of your birth describes and dictates your personality for the rest of your life. What's going on in the heaven is kind of the mood of the day. Like what's Mm -hmm. the flavor? What's the imprint? But you want to hold steady. And so it's very important to know what am I made of? And I have written one book that I really watch people's lives change called The Missing Element. You may have heard of this book. It's uh, on my website. I can send it to you with your chart. Okay. Or you can get it on Amazon. But the book describes there are four different personality types. Before you ever learn astrology, you have to learn the elements. And you are particularly air which means that you're going to change your mind and you're an airhead and you forget where you were going and you make, you change your clothes. And when you know the elemental part of your personality first, that's the baby step. Then whatever the mood of the day is, isn't going to change once you get comfortable with who you are Mm -hmm. Then, who you are, will take advantage of what's going on during the day, but it's important to start with your own chart. Don't go into what's going on. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Okay.
1: And since you do combine astrology and psychology, I mean, how, how do you merge those two? And I'm just curious, how do you prepare for these like daily horoscopes and the content you create? How do you merge those two?
0: That is the funniest picture right there. How mm-hmm. do I merge those two? Psychology and astrology is a perfect marriage. Psychology is your inner working, your psychology of why you do what you do because of your childhood, because of your lineage, because of your religion, there's a lot of imprints. That are psychologically affecting you right now that were put in place when you were a kid the stars are more of the cosmic picture that you can't always articulate you learn astrology but that's like what were you destined to do and then you combine the childhood imprint with this cosmic promise and then you become a really true example of yourself so that's what my work's all about
1: mm. so looking at the psychology of your childhood matched with what is written in your chart
0: exactly you
1: got it okay very interesting and so my next question was how do you use astrology and psychology to create your daily horoscopes because what you do is you really like paint the picture of the essence of the time or like the person who would be born on this day
0: i'm so glad you've been listening to them yeah and i do get lots and lots of views every day i do it by knowing us, i you know, it's 40 years I've been doing this. So I can look at a chart and say, "Uh oh, today is a day, for example, today, where I'm going to feel exceptionally grounded. And I'm going to have some business meetings to support that. And I'm going to make sure that all my ducks are in a row before the day is over. Tomorrow, it's going to get wonky again. Tomorrow, we're going to feel like, oh, my God, I don't want to work. And when I know the flavor is that I support my own personality by saying, Deb, you know enough about the weather. Like, it's kind of like, if it's snowing out, you're not going to walk out with your t-shirt. Mm, and if the, yeah. sun, the sun's really, you don't change, but you're not going to wear the clothes. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah so, that's
1: so that's how you determine like, whether it's a good day to work or a good day to rest. Exactly. Right?
0: Exactly. And very I can, interesting. I can see the weather of the day. Exactly. That's what those, those, those three videos are. What is the weather of the day?
1: Yeah. I mean, for people who want to learn more about astrology and get started, do you have any favorite tools or resources, apps that you
0: use? Yeah. So we always encourage everyone to go, first of all, get the book, The Missing Element, because that's the simplest entrance, and it'll be fun to read. Two, you go to astro.com, astr free charts. You click up on the left-hand corner, it'll say free horoscope. Then you'll click on free drawing, chart, chart drawing, and you'll put your chart, and you'll get a free chart. Now, to interpret it, you're going to start the rabbit hole. Take the dive, and I'm sure you've done this. Mm-hmm. Well, one good book. I'm going to suggest we have a course twice a year, once in January, once in September, that you can sign up for a six-week class and take this amazing dive into your chart as a beginner. Even if you're an advanced astrologer, I, take a, I make everyone do level one. So the six-week class, it starts in September of 2019, and it's a great way to learn your chart. But you can get the free chart either on astro.com or when you order my book, if you order directly from me, I will put your chart in the, in the book.
1: Awesome. Okay. So now I have some Facebook questions from our Facebook group that I'd like to ask you. Daksha asked, how do we attract what we read about daily horoscopes through law of attraction? Would the day be different if we hadn't read
0: the horoscope? Good question. So let's say you knew, for example, the moon was going to be an earth sign and you read the horoscope. Now that would be my videos. I don't know that they really write that so clearly in the horoscopes that you read on Yahoo, but yes. <laughs> then, you say, then you say to yourself, you know what? I know the moon's in Capricorn this weekend. I'm cleaning the garage. So you would complement the physical reality with what the divine or the cosmic imprint is. You do marry them by knowing it. Now, if you don't know it, you might be cleaning the garage anyways, because you're intuitive. Yeah. But why not have the added component of consciousness?
1: Yeah, to you, it's like added knowledge that helps you. But what if, because I know some people are afraid to look at their horoscopes and look into that because they don't want to hear anything bad or negative. So do you believe that if you hear something that, say, your chart says you will struggle for the next four years, does someone want to hear that? Will that help them or not?
0: Whoever gave that reading is not from my school. I'll tell you okay. That. Yeah. I mean, I could say to you that like you're in Saturn return as we speak right now, yeah. you are in a major cycle. That is not bad. And the reason why you get your chart done between 28 and 30 or 58 and 60, but particularly 28 and 30 is so you can be available to what your life lesson is because someone gave you the insights, kind of like a cheat mm. sheet, like a okay. cheat sheet so you can prepare. Oh, these next two years are challenging, but here's the way to get out of it and make the best of it. And furthermore, during Saturn return, for example, when everything changes 28 to 30, you want to be prepared to let go of the driver's seat. Like you want to put your hands off the wheel, undo your seatbelt and say, I'm going to free fall and trust. Mm. And then someone someone like you goes, no, no, my Saturn's in Capricorn. I don't want to trust. (laughs) But that's the lesson.
1: I was reading about the Saturn return last night. I was like, as I was looking into astrology, is it because Saturn and Capricorn are good together? Is it is it, does it mean it's not as difficult of a Saturn return? What are your thoughts?
0: Exactly right, yes. It means it's easier as long as, and this is the answer to every 28 to 30 year old, you are mm-hmm. now growing up. Yeah. If you don't take your job seriously, if you don't grow up and move out of the house, if you don't grow up and get married, if you don't grow up and say yes to your job, if you wanna delay your maturing process, you're gonna hate Saturn return. Mm-hmm. But if you say, yes, I'm taking up my leadership, yes, I'm gonna take my business to the next level, Yes, I'm going to change my diet. All those things will suggest Saturn to be nice to you. Mm. So you want to pay attention. Saturn in Capricorn is a very comfortable placement if you're willing to work.
1: How long is a Saturn return?
0: Two years. <laughs>
1: Two years. Yeah, okay. So just for the listeners out there that want clarification, if you are around 28 to 30, I think you're going through it right now. That's what, right. what is the exact? I think it was when Saturn was last in Capricorn, right?
0: It was 30 years ago. Okay. 28 yes. years ago when you were born. Every yeah. 28 years it comes back. That's why it's called Saturn return. It okay. comes back to itself every 28 years, Saturn returns to itself.
1: I, that makes sense. And I noticed like a lot of shifts happening in my friends' lives as well.
0: Oh, so it's, every, it's
1: interesting.
0: It's, it's absolutely 100% universal. And that's what you learn in level one. What will happen during yours? How do you facilitate it? And what was the agreement you made? Because everybody's come here with a purpose. Even though it's confusing, if you ask the right questions and get good counsel, you can find the answer. And that's what my website's all about.
1: Mm -hmm. I have another Facebook question from Kalita. She asks, besides my sun and moon signs, what are the other major contributing factors to my personality or life?
0: Well, certainly Saturn, we just talked about that. That's going to be Mm -hmm. a big one. And certainly Mercury, how your mind works. You must understand that everything in this reality is determined by that thing between your two ears. If your mindset is negative, your life is negative. If your mindset has the skill of staying positive and being thankful, the whole thing changes. Honestly, Mm. pay attention to Mercury and Saturn. That's my first suggestion. And that's what level one is all about. Okay,
1: awesome. Well, now I have some rapid fire questions that I like to ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What does your dream life look like?
0: Exactly what I'm doing.
1: That's so beautiful.
0: Half the time in Hawaii, half the time in Colorado. And I spend a lot of time barefoot and on a bicycle.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) So what is one book or resource you recommend to everybody?
0: The Missing Element, my book. I'm obsessed with it. Awesome. What is one habit that has changed your life? The discipline to do every single day physical exercise. I don't allow myself Mm. except maybe one day a week, maybe two days at least. I never, since I was very young, I've always known that the moving energy through my body would keep me young and it worked.
1: That's really amazing. I I don't even exercise that often, but I should. (laughs) What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten?
0: Someone once told me many years ago, when you have the impulse to do something, don't pause, do it then, write then. Mm -hmm. So if I have to remember a name of a book or someone tells me where I should go to this great restaurant, or I have a new business idea, I put it into writing immediately. I never let myself, and it's really worked for me. That's I, a never really tip. I never, ever pause. I, I'm on it instantly. That's really good. I love that.
1: Finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is
0: that my heart never stops wanting to love.
1: That's amazing. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Deborah. Lastly, where can we find you online? Yeah.
0: Three words Deborah, D E B R A, Deborah Silverman
1: Awesome. I had such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time.
0: That's my pleasure, you lavender thing. I can smell the lavender from here.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you for the chart reading as well.
0: You're so welcome. Saturn Returns got your name written all over it and your destiny is coming to find you. So all you got to do is take off the seatbelt and let yourself be trusting.
1: Awesome. I'll try. That was so much fun. I hope you liked that conversation with Deborah Silverman. Make sure to check out her book, Missing Elements, and also check out her Instagram, where she shares daily horoscope videos that are actually helpful. She talks about like the moon and the season that we're in rather than giving a horoscope for each sign. So I find it really interesting. So some takeaways I got from this interview. The first one being, some things are fated and meant to be. Some things are written in the stars. Some people are just meant to be in your life. But you always have free will. You always have a choice on how you react and respond to all of these things that the universe throws at you. Will you choose to keep these people in your life or will you choose to leave and grow in another direction? You always have the choice and you always have that power. Another takeaway for you guys is if you want to learn more about your birth chart, start with your sun, moon, and rising signs. Those are your three main signs and then also take note of the elements where most of your planets are. So when you check your birth chart and like Deborah mentioned just go to like astro.com enter your Birthday, birth time, birth location, and you'll get the chart of the planets where they were exactly when you were born. So, see if you have like a lot of planets in a certain sign. So, like Deborah mentioned, I have a lot of planets in air signs, and I'm mostly air. And that totally makes sense because in Ayurveda, I am a vata, which is the air type. So, starting with those three signs and seeing if you have like an emphasis on a certain element will be a good starting point in deciphering your personality through astrology. The third takeaway is that the moon and seasons are constantly changing, and it does have an impact on our lives, our emotions, and how we feel. It's kind of like the weather of the day. So if you check Deborah's Instagram, her daily horoscopes, she'll describe what it means to be like in Taurus season, when the moon is in Capricorn. To me, it's really interesting because it's kind of like an emotional and energetic weather report, and you'll get clues on how you should best spend your days. And of course, it's not necessary to know any of these things, but I just think it's really fun. And why not know more knowledge that can help you? If you're still at all skeptical on all of this, you're like, what the heck? Why would the moon have an effect on my emotions and energy and everything? Think of this. The moon has a gravitational pull and the moon affects the tides of the ocean. We all know that for sure. That's science. So our bodies are made of, what, 70% water? And so the moon has a gravitational pull on the water in our bodies. Think about it that way. I don't know. I'm not going (laughs) to like say that's science or anything, but it does kind of make sense, you know? And if you think about it, all the planets have a gravitational pull and even though they're super far away, it does affect us in a little bit. I don't know. That's how I see it. So I do believe in astrology and I do believe in this like ancient wisdom so it's all fascinating to me. Hope you like today's interview. Let me know your thoughts in the Facebook group. That's where I get all the feedback from the podcast. And every time we have a new guest, we'll post so we can get questions in that group. So if you're not in that Facebook group, join. It's called the Lavender Lifestyle Community. And I will see you guys in there. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Next, make sure you check out the 29 29- Artist of Life workbook and the Daily Planner by Lavendaire on my website lavendaire.com/shop. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavendaire, where I have even more content for the Artist of Life. Sending you so much love. Bye.